I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Violence, violence, causing violence, 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 causing violence, 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 causing violence, 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 causing violence, 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 causing violence. All right, all right. Hello and welcome to Doing the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. And Alistair, people say that like young people these days you know, because they're always looking at their phones, would be killed, you know, if they were in the wild, like they get eaten by a lion or mm-hmm. something. People say this all the time, yes. right? It's, it's like, I assume, the only thing that they talk about on talkback radio. It's the main It's the main topic of conversation. It's the main fodder of that. But surely that wouldn't be a problem if we also had smartphones for animals, know, animals right? Mm-hmm. All the predators... And the herbivores, if everyone was equally distracted, it yes. would just be across the board a handicap, right? Mm-hmm. And we could all, again, compete as we once did, you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the great savannah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to... I'm not going to be able to keep going. <laughs> also, I think my voice has got deeper <laughs> to try and compensate. <laughs> Maybe I can control. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, this is not going to work for me. Well, first we would have to learn how to um, sort of exploit, the, exploit the minds of mm. beasts. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you just used photos of meat mostly. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just w- while you were saying that, something popped into my mind. Remember, because you said handicap. Yes. And it made I'm me think. I'm very excited <laughs> to hear where you go with this, Alistair. Um, and I hope all the listeners are too. It's just you meant, tweeting re- fingers ready, people. Do you do you remember the comic character Andy Cap? Yes, I do. I I, I had um, a friend's dad when yeah. I was growing up. He used to call me Andy Cap as like a affectionate nickname. No, I don't remember exactly what it is. I think he was a lazy guy. He was a lazy guy, and he was also a um, a domestic abuser. He definitely beat his wife. There you go. Yeah. Well, what about you know? In, in a series in... of light-hearted competitions. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, I don't think you could create a character like that these days. No, we don't have the technology. No, at least... It's a lost art. It's less okay to name a person Andy Cap. <laughs> so what about this? It's a new comic character called Desabled. <laughs> I literally only just got that Andy Cap is a... Is that a handicap reference? I think so, yeah, it would be. Wow. Handicap. It's like you say it like you What's your handicap? Yeah. Like I think you would say it like you're, you're what's that that mm. place in England where everybody talks a bit like this, yeah? I oh. think that's just England, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's isn't all, it? Of all England. England. That's yeah. the Queen's English as that's, far as it, I'm aware. I think that goes from, actually, it might start from the from the bottom of Wales all the way up to the <laughs> very tip of Scotland. Yeah. The and then all tip. of Ireland, which is not part of the United Kingdom, except for that part that is. <laughs> and I think even some of Nova Scotia. <laughs> really? Canada. 
Yeah. Very influenced vocally, I think, from... Uh, is it part of the United know. Kingdom? It's part of... Uh, it's part of the United World. Mm. Yeah, and the the vocal extent of the United Kingdom. That's you know, right. The accent. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, so the disabled. Yeah, okay, great. No, and I don't know if it's... A, that's not a sketch idea, but... <laughs> um, Distracting beasts, is that an idea? I think distracting beasts is a thing. Like, I think, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get um, everything equally addicted to uh, yeah. to modern technology just to flatten it out, you know, flatten the curve. Smartphones um, for beasts. Especially because, um, you know, if, if we want animals to have the same rights as humans, yeah. which I think we all agree that we do, yes. then... They should also have the same access to technology as humans. You know, equality of opportunity. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. we've got to we've got to provide, um, you know, to- toilets, running water, and you know, universal mobile basic phone, universal basic income yeah. to the beasts to the beasts. of the field. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so that that's all taken care of. But then also, they should have to have implemented upon them the same. Stresses mm-hmm. and 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 handicaps that you know that plague our modern lifestyle, or disabled, or disables that plague our modern lifestyle. E.g., mobile phone addiction. Yes, that's, that's right. only fair. Well, so because really, a level if, playing field, so they don't take all our jobs. Exactly. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, because because you know, if Peter wants wants animals to have the same rights as us. If if we give them all our rights, mm. then we uh, th- then then because they don't have the same problems that we have, they'll actually be better off, and then we'll be subjugated by them. Mm. So we've got to make sure that they have the same problems that we have, the same drug problems, the same you know political correctness gone mad that stops us from saying what we want. You know, if only I was able to say the sort of the racist, homophobic things that I want to say, mm. society would have progressed so much more. We'd be in such a better place. I think there'd probably be full employment, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think one of the benefits of a beast mm. is, is actually their lack of language, which mm-hmm. means that they can't even talk to themselves, right? Yes. Because I think the, one of the, the saddest things about interacting with people mm. is that people that, that you like at some point will say something that reveals a deeper truth about themselves that is unbelievably disgusting to your ears. Yeah. Like that, right? Uh, you know, they are, I don't know, they just, anything. I, I, they might even, you might even start a podcast with this person in an environment and in a style that more or less forces you to do exactly that, to say things that are going to disappoint yourself and the other person. That's right. Yeah. Well, but, but with an animal... Right, like a lion or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, they could never, they could never, you know, even if you found a way to communicate with them via a smartphone, mm. Mm. right, they would never use words, I don't think. No. Right, it would all be sort of, you know, they'd be directed by, you know, either meat, or like they would always be choosing, you know, fresh meat or rotten meat. I think mm-hmm. that's how they would kind of choose <laughs> yes or no. That would be the binary sort of, uh, and then they would lick, they would lick the one that they want. Yep. Like that. And then, you know, that's kind of how they would get around or like, um, and so they could never say sort of something like, well, I think that we should maybe expel all of these people from our country. Or mm-hmm. They would mm-hmm. never say that because they don't even have the thoughts. And I think that's the, that's the absolute benefit because their, yes. their whole selves is 
unable to be vocalized because they can't even say it to themselves. They can't have the thoughts. Yes. And I think that's the best way of, um, I mean, that, that's in one way that they'll... It's true. They'll integrate so well into our society because they'll replace all the friends that we lose due to um, <laughs> due to opinions. Right, so we'll be able to be friends with these wild animals mm. because they won't disappoint us in the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right. we may disappoint them. Sure. But they'll they'll love our ability to get them meat or raw, raw like you know good quality raw meat or rotten meat if that's so what we'll they be like. able to buy back their friendship after we've disappointed them with our racism. Yeah, mm. yeah, or you know anything about us. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that they can't eat us that could also disappoint them. That'd be hugely disappointing. Hugely, hugely. Um, I think this would be a thing that would be big, right? All these animals that are struggling in the wild. Mm-hmm. Strap a GoPro to them, get them live streaming. Yeah. Right? Like, like if I can support a lion in Africa, mm. I want to be able to log on and live stream a GoPro from, like, the top of the head of that lion. Yeah, right. So 24 hours a day I can check in and I can mm. just be that lion. Yeah. Right? Looking around, tearing into a carcass or something mm. like that. That, yeah. uh, that should be, you know, that's the service. You should be able to pay a streaming site mm-hmm. and like log in as your animal avatar or whatever it is and just see what it's like. And then people would have such an incentive to look after that animal. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, I think maybe the only downside would be revealing these animals' locations to poachers. Um, well, would we reveal their locations? No, I mean, you, couldn't you like... Couldn't you look into the distance and see the mountainside yeah, and then right. find mountain? You know, especially if you're triangulate or something. Triangulate. Like that. This is how they've. You know, uh, the BBC in Africa has been uh, locating atrocities based on like little clips of videos that that they've taken, no and then way. they and then they look at the just mountains in the distance and they try to find mountain lions that match up, not mountain lions. No, okay. Mountain, Although if up. the mountain lions like matched up as well, that yeah. would, I mean, that's a clue. One, especially if it's like a static mountain lion. <laughs> mm. not, a, not a static, like elect- electrostatic. No, no, and not a static mountain lion. Like a, the mm. mountains are generally static, you know, yeah. unless we're talking over geological time frames. Yeah, that's right, which w- we might be. Which we might be. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, so either it's that, right, and yep. you can just log on and you can watch as an animal, or we take it to the next level, right, mm. and we have a one-to-one, everybody is assigned an animal, an endangered, everyone in the world is assigned an endangered animal, yep. and if your animal dies, you get killed. You die. You die, right? There's some sort of a thing. Like, I think this is a great dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily dystopian. You yeah. Know? I'm going to call it a utopia, right? Why, okay. did, why do only, uh, mm-hmm. why do only uh, utopias get to be good or dystopias get to be bad? Why can't we have a bad utopia? Well, I mean, it's only bad for some people. Exactly. Particularly the people whose animals die. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but you, for the people who own, who who's been who have been allocated a lion, yeah, and they kill loads of other people's animals, mm-hmm. and then those people die. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's a utopia for That's them. That's a utopia because they get to be responsible for the deaths of many. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you you have some sort of a chip in your heart. There's a chip in the lion's heart, mm. uh, and uh, and if the lion heart stops beating, you just drop dead. 
right? Yeah. So everyone has, everyone would be trying to protect these lions, right? Mm. Or like protect your animal, find your animal somewhere in the world. Yeah. So either you 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 do what you can to protect all lions, mm. right? Or you go and you find your specific lion and you protect it. And I yeah. guess there'd have to be some way. For us to know, oh, it's difficult because lions just die all the time from just quite normal lion-related uh, sure. issues. I guess, yeah, everybody's lifespan now becomes <laughs> the lifespan of their animal. But I suppose... Because if you, you, get a, you get assigned yeah. a rabbit, you're like, oh, I got like four years. Yeah. Oh, no. You, but then, you, I mean, I suppose you could you could get your lion, you could drug it, you could take it to a hospital. If you're rich enough, you take it to a hospital, get it hooked up to all these machines, and it's kept in a sort of a vegetative state. Or like all its inner organs. If yeah. you could just keep them beating to, you know, mm. like... Even if it's not really alive, the important thing is that the chip thinks that they're alive. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so suddenly people are just strapping machines to them that just contain the innards of, like, rodents and things yeah. like that. And it just it's like a pacemaker that just keeps zapping keeps the pumping. heart. Keeps it pumping. And if it stops, it's like speed. Yes. But with animal <laughs> organs. <laughs> um uh, yeah, look, I think... That, I think just seeing where that goes, I mean, I reckon whoever wrote The Hunger Games, they could probably turn that into a really good book. Oh. And then that could become a really, really successful series of films. Andy, I think you and And then I... they could re-release the books with the photographs of the films on the front, because that seems to be a thing that we do. Andy, I think you and I yes. could take the the sci-fi writing world by storm. Mm. If we were just Geo to take... Geostorm. <laughs> by Geostorm. Um, by... By just kind of taking this one idea, like you know, taking small ideas like this, mm. uh, and and just submitting them to, uh, to to these papers. I know this seems like that's not a huge plan. S- submitting them to these who to, to these publications. You know, all these sci-fi writing publications. Everybody's writing something real s- serious. Yeah, but like, do we write them or do we just submit the idea? <laughs> no, no, we have to actually write them. Oh, okay. You, you can't. So take we the... could take the publishing the sci-fi world by storm. Just by writing really good sci-fi, is that what you're saying? Well, I, you know, I think it's it's not just that it's good; it's right. that it's based on a premise that uh, doesn't doesn't justify itself and doesn't like you know shouldn't mm. shouldn't exist. Even the premise shouldn't that premise that they, you've just come up with, I don't think should exist. <laughs> I don't think anybody should have come up with that. But yeah, yeah lot, I'm so of supportive the... of it, Andy. I'm. I'm willing to overlook the fact that it shouldn't exist. And I'm I'm gambling my whole career on it by attaching my name to you, a man who is probably going to crumble. <laughs> gambling my whole career, my whole sci-fi writing career, which I've already established in my premise, could be very successful very easily. <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm wrecking it by attaching myself to you. <laughs> Who comes up with these ideas that 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 were God, the basis of my idea? <laughs> that God Himself would 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 have would have seen as an abomination. I think, in some ways, my idea is less far fetched, Alastair. If anything, it's insufficiently far fetched compared to that one where the cities are all on wheels and they're all driving around mortal engines. You're right. You know. Yeah. That one's that's bonkers. That's just straight up wacker to do. That you is know? a bit wacker to do, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, if you think this is good, um, I'm looking forward to sending it to one of those papers you were talking about. Well, we could send it to the one that used to be run by Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Um, Isaac? Isaac. Definitely an Isaac. Yeah. It's a good name. Double A? Isaac Asimov. Like, it feels like a... I reckon a lot of the success of his 
his writing was probably just all in the name. Like you'd read the name Isaac Asimov and you'd be like, oh, this is probably very good. Well, the Azzy, the Azzy is like opposite of Isaac. Isaac Azzy. Isaac Azzy. Because you see it's the Isaac Azzy. You see? Isaac Azzy. And so there's there's sort of like a... There's already a contradiction and an intriguing Mm -hmm. dualism, you know, duality within his very name. Yeah, exactly. And then Mov, that's, that's a bit, that's a bit... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's a mu- movie format, dot .mov. Yep, so, that's I right. mean, that's quite science. You know, you it's know, like... Codex, that's very science yeah, fiction. It's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Isaac Azidivex or AziMP4. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the AC at the end of his first name, which we haven't already accounted for, alternating current, I mean, activate computing mm, on all... Um, uh, old old calculators. Yes. Do you air conditioning. They still have the, uh, air conditioning. All these science fiction ideas mm-hmm. that are the, dr- the dream of tomorrow. So when you have a name like that, it, you almost don't need to write anything really. Mm. Like the fact he was just typing. He didn't probably didn't even have to look at the screen or the, away or the paper the, or whatever yeah. that he was doing. You know, whatever they wrote mm-hmm. on it the, back in those days. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he would just flap away, flap, flap, flap like this. He would <laughs> he'd be drinking tea, you know, holding the the mug with his lips. Alice and just miming, typing, you know, yep. like that, and he's, you know, he'd he'd be probably he'd make love while he was. Did you doing say he was it. hiding, holding the mug with his wrists? <laughs> no, with his lips. With his lips. Like okay, that. and then he'd just lift it up with his chin, toss it back, drink that that hot tea, just pouring out pouring over his down. lips. You know how good it is when the tea runs over your lips. Yeah, absolutely. He would he would have time to get good at that and mm. to in, like to to build up a tolerance to boiling hot tea. Yeah, because he's not. Because his mind is elsewhere. His body is typing. Mm. But... Because the success is so... Is, 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 is inherent. Is inherent. It's, you, he can take that for granted. Alistair Trombley, Virgil, I've got, I've got no chance in science fiction mm. unless I attach it to you and your doomed idea. A-G-W-T-B. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could Alistair do A.T. Birchall. A.T. Birchall. A.T. Birchall? What about, what about this? A Tremblay B. <laughs> Sorry, I just spat. Like, yeah. Alistair had to leap out of the way. <laughs> a Tremblay B. I, this is good. Nobody yeah. does the initials either side. Everyone's no. doing the initials in the middle. J, K, whoops, no, not her. No. Uh, John, uh, John F. J, Kennedy, uh, no. Uh, no, it's yes, the opposite no, of what one. I'm trying to do. No, yeah, exactly. Oh. So everyone's doing the initials in the middle, but you do the initials on the outside, like initial an initial sand- sandwich. Well, not an initial sandwich, because as we've established in previous podcasts, I'm sure you name the sandwich after the contents, not after the bread. You're right. You're right. So, so John F. Kennedy is initial sandwich. Uh, so, yes, 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 he is. And you're you are a uh, full name sandwich on initials. Oh yes. <laughs> Last name sandwich on initials. Last name sandwich on initials. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and I think that's already very sci-fi. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I like it that that the your reimagining of, you know, possible worlds <laughs> begins not with the first page, but with the layout of your very own name. Yeah, it's good. I really um, like that. And I and I, I and I see that on the shelf mm-hmm. in the bookshop. You're already intrigued. It's already like an episode of, uh, what was that show? That show where weird things would happen and then it would end? Mm. <laughs> uh, the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. 
I think that was Rod Sterling's uh, pitch. Well, yeah, you know. Weird things will happen and then it'll end. Yeah. I mean, Alistair, I believe in the most recent episode of the podcast, I said something was just life. Mm. But, you know, I mean, in many ways, that's you've, you've just described life. Mm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> weird things happen and then, and then it ends. So right. the initial itself is like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes. Yes, it's it's a, it opens your mind to mm. to new worlds, n- new things that can happen. Mm. I mean, I, hey, I don't see why you couldn't have a book and you you put the you put the back on the front and the front on the back, right? Well, like so, in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> is that what they do? <laughs> I think so. And then they read it backwards. But when they look at it on the on the on the shelf, mm. the cover, yeah. the cover should be uh, all. The you know the blurb and then a couple of quotes doesn't even mention the name of the book right. Yeah, I think that's just what they got, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they look at that on the shelf and that's it. How they identify the book is, and then they go turn it over and they see what about this? a Tremblay. They B. put the cover on the inside, so it's mm. just all loose pages on the outside, <laughs> and then the covers on the inside. I love this, Alistair. Mm. The covers in the middle. Yeah, first page just says a Tremblay B. Yeah, and uh, it's and it's that flimsy paperback. You know, paper, really standard flimsy. paper. You know, you know, paper, book. Yeah, paper. or it could be that that even flimsier Bible paper. Yeah, super thin. They very, they really cheap out on that paper, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. It's like they don't care, or they care so much they want it accessible to anyone at such a low price. Yeah, I wonder which one it is. I guess we'll never know. Do you think people ever kind of go, "Oh, it's just a cheap Bible made in China"? Yeah. Do you think they ever say that? Like, like low quality Bible. Yeah, I get. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Would that bother you if your Bible was a low quality one made in China? Well, I guess if I was a Bible guy, yeah, my concern would be: are is is the has the has the text itself been is 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 it a low quality Psalms? You know, is mm. it are they low quality parables, uh, yeah, right. knockoff ones? You know, mm. like I like, would say they are knockoff ones. because um, I'm pretty sure uh, the that like when Harry Potter was coming out. When when there was all that hype for like the last few novels, mm. there were like coming out of Russia and, and 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 possibly China, like fake versions of the last book. Really, you know? like like before it was even released, you could buy. Someone had like churned out somehow, probably just like copying slabs of text from fan fiction and that sort of thing. You know, books that claimed to be the last book. Wow. Right. So That's I don't see why idea. we can't just do a you know a knockoff Bible, a knockoff even newer Testament, fresh Testament. I call it the fresh Testament. Yeah, I think fresh we, Testament. I think we have made that joke somewhere. The in fresh there. Testament. Yeah. Ah. We might have done it in a in, in, a, in an episode of this back. podcast. No, I don't know if it was that. Well, it might have been in an episode in this podcast actually. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our ideas are in episodes of this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, we come up with a lot of ideas. Um. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think you know. If because I assume they were getting people who were just sort of googling, you know, um, Harry Potter, mm. right? And then they'd see this, and without real without sort of processing the information that they hadn't actually released the book yet, click on it, pay for it, buy it. A lot of people probably aren't are, are, are into Jesus. Mm. They want a Bible, but they're not sure how many books they are. They can't remember how many mm. times he came back. That kind of thing. So if they're on the internet looking for a Bible, just clicking around, they they they, they click uh, Old Testament. They click on New Testament. There, they're in the cart, and then they see this other one pop up, um, uh, Fresh Testament. You'd be like, 
well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm getting the other Bibles. Mm. I, mean, I, I haven't heard of this one, but I assume it's important that I stay up to date. Maybe Jesus came back while I was, you know, not paying attention. Well, of course, we're so busy these days. We're so busy these days. Andy, has anyone released a New Testament even as a joke? Like a, a newer testament? Yeah. I, I think I think they've done it. I think that's what um, Mormonism is based on, you know. Uh, no, but like m- more recently than that, like yeah. in the last like 10 years. I don't 20, think so. I mean, I think it could sell. Yeah. If we haven't already written this idea on, down on the podcast. Fresh Testament. Fresh Testament. I mean, you and me, I think like, I don't even think you need to know the characters. W- w- Alistair, I think you and I, we could take the Testament uh, publishing world by storm. We just send off some of these ideas mm-hmm. to one of those papers, you know, that they mm-hmm. put them in. Get that real thin garbage paper yeah. and make it printed, <laughs> printed in China. This one's going to be so thin, oh, though. Like, it's going to be transparent. Yeah, it's going to... Oh, yeah. That'll be I'm good. Talking a, this isn't even a paper. This is more of a film. 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 Um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited. But, like, look, we could do it, set ourselves in a room, right, mm. and... We, we don't even have to type it. It's all audio. It's all dictated. I because because yeah. I you know if once you know if you just talk for a bit and then he went into the house and then he saw <laughs> he saw the bread and yeah. he said of the bread. Oh, lo- that's that- great! By the way, the way you said he said of the bread. Yeah, like it's that kind of weird sentence structure mm-hmm. that triggers the part of my brain that goes word of God. Yeah, you know. And then he says, God the bre- God has weird sentence structure. Yeah, he doesn't follow the normal way of talking. Yeah. He's not very good at English. He made us in his image, but he didn't make us in his sort of manner Audi- of... Audiage. Audiage. Yeah. yeah. Manner of speaking. Soundage. Soundage. Yeah. Earage. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is kind of like, you know, you can get sounds like the Beatles tapes and that mm. sort of thing. This is seems like the Bible. Oh, it's could... a seems like. But it's you a could, seems like book. But you could also sell it on Amazon as the Bible. Yeah, sure. You know, like the latest testament. Just more Bible. Yeah. Call it the more Bible. More Bible. <laughs> Even more, uh, like 25% more Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with this would be, I wonder if we would start to think that we were really... No, we wouldn't. Because we, we're going sure? into it, and there's a record here that we're doing it as a joke. I'm pretty sure the same thing happened to L. Ron Hubbard. I'm pretty sure there was a record of him saying, I would start a thing as a joke and start a religion as, but as a way to make money. I think what happens there is then a lot of people are into you and into your stuff. And yeah. I think then it takes a lot of strength of character <laughs> once a lot of people believe in you and think that you're cool and, and what you're doing is good mm. for you to remain even having fake humbleness. So right? you're saying... I don't think that this is going to achieve any level of success. I think this will be a way to make 99 US cents <laughs> on Amazon about six times. But, right. Well, it sounds worth it. And I but, like but the, by idea the way of that doing you're not it, relying on us having strength of character. <laughs> no, no, I don't think there's much hope of that. Because <laughs> the two options we have for not selling out are A, having strength of character, mm-hmm. or B, having lack of success. And yeah. we are really, re- really counting on the lack of success to carry us through because the strength of character is patently not there. No, 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 we can't, we can't possibly... We would never... We can't possibly expect that to be the, the, the yeah. uh, what, what keeps us uh, honest. And so 
we could bang this out over a weekend. Probably not while we're trying to work on the comedy festival yeah, show. Yeah, no, it's not a good idea. Yeah, but maybe the weekend after. Oh, no, I'm getting married that weekend. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe the oh, weekend I after that. There. Yeah. I forgot that that was straight after the comedy festival. Oh, seven days. Seven days. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's exciting, though. We're going to have to organise some kind of a thing to, to celebrate you, you know, before that happens. Well... Let's not think about that right now. No, okay. um, sorry. But it's... come and see Magma at the Melbourne Comedy Festival 2019 if you're listening to this this the year. The proceeds anything. will be supporting Alastair's wedding. So, yeah, or you know, at least ma- taking some of the edge off of the um, the credit card, or yeah. at least pay for just the run, the festival run, because mm. we gotta. Anyway, look, we we talk way too much about our money problems on this podcast now. <laughs> well, I talk about your money problems, and, then, like, and I, I just then I I thought this is my chance to try and uh, bring it bring that up, bring it all back now to uh, to Alistair. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. The Fresh Testament. That's not really a sketch idea, though, is it? No, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. The yeah. guys churning out books, uh, Bibles, mm-hmm. to as a way of making money. Well, also, also, um, you know, there's an angle in it which is like when Douglas Adams died, they got uh, this guy who wrote the Artemis Fowl series to just write another Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure who controls the estate of Jesus, possibly mm. the church, but I think they could probably mm. cash in and just pay a popular author yeah. to uh, to to write another Bible. Yeah, that's know? true. And uh, yeah, they. they They'd be crazy not to. It's it's like sequels of movies, mm. right? It doesn't matter how much you, you think you don't want to do a sequel yeah. or people don't really want a sequel. Time passes yes. and the financial incentive to do a sequel mm-hmm. becomes undeniable, especially with the modern structures of Hollywood. And I think the publishing world is exactly the same. That's right, yeah. And, you know, this will kind of be very much a Harper Lee kind of scenario. Mm. Wait till she's a bit senile, mm. uh, you know. We'll pretend that this was out of her own her own you know oh, desire yeah. that that you know like mm-hmm. yeah and the same thing well, you know the Catholic Church it's got its own problems right now yeah it can't it's not focused on launching a new Bible mm-hmm. and that's when we slip in there or or as a sketch though I think the Catholic Church cobbling together some oh, sort yeah. of unreleased some Dead Sea Scrolls kind of stuff and releasing a new Bible and they've they've got in like some author like. Uh, Who's one of those? Like a Dan Brown or something? Yeah. Maybe not Dan. Robert Ludlum. I don't know. <laughs> Someone who writes kind of trashy, sure. like so, you know, J.K. But Rowling. A, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I mean, you know, For, like she could do the foreword. The Harry Potter thing was kind of based a little bit on the the Bible. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a bit it. of a Christy type character, so she's 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 got that experience. I think she'd be good to sort of oversee it, maybe fill in some of the gaps mm. there. Absolutely. You know, piece it together. Or, you know, even if you were just harnessing some of the the Jesus fan fiction that was on a lot of those, mm. you know, tumblers mm-hmm. and bloggers mm-hmm. and uh, blog spot. I, I'm sorry to our deeply, our, our deep believing listeners, mm. but I think like a lot of the stuff that wound up in the Bible is probably almost exactly that. It's like a fan fiction kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you can't you can't be with them at all times. It's not you know, it's not they didn't have uh, the the resources that reality TV have these days. Mm. You know, which I mean, in many ways, the Bible is a version of reality TV mm. uh, for those for those ages where they follow a great guy 
you know, they follow one great guy and just see all the good stuff all that he the does. Stuff, and the, the scenarios that he finds him in and then the, the, the arguments that he has with his friends. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bit of drama, but yeah. overall the producers are deciding mm-hmm. how what he comes across. What makes the edit. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he if they had had a camera, like, I mean, that's a very much, the Fresh Testament itself could just be a reality show when Jesus mm. comes back, because he would get his own reality show, I think. Yeah, I think we talked about in, in the past Jesus coming back and sort of becoming a social media influencer. Mm, yeah. Um, and this this absolute, this idea really ties into that. Like, he would he would 100% have a reality TV show sort mm. of following him. And But first mm. thing would be, like, you know, if you had a reality TV show, first thing would be he depending on how they want to portray mm. him. Like, because they, they could portray him just as a great guy, mm. as as he's kind of seen through the eyes mm. of the Bible or whatever. Um, or they could, you know, sex him up a little bit. Because oh, there'd yeah. be people who would immediately want to have relations with Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a real frisson, isn't it? I mean, even me, who... <laughs> yes. Who seems to not even have that much interest... Um, in 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 sexual frisson at the moment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I would be like, if there's if if he's offering, yeah. or if there is even a a minute chance, I would probably yes. try. Yeah, sure. Well, just to say, you know, that it happened. Just to say, just to. I mean, it would probably be a bit different mm. to how the just oh, to the normal fare. I imagine so. <laughs> Uh, hang on, I had no idea. Okay, so yeah, I know I, I knew someone who worked on a um, a, a reality show in Australia mm. based around a vet, right? A celebrity vet. Yeah. And one of the things involved in producing that show would be to because because shows are organised in advance, right? It doesn't really work with emergency vet procedures like animals who suddenly need help. Mm. You know, if the vet's travelling to a different part of the country. He's. They book that in weeks in advance. Mm. So the and and he can't show up and then like rely on having sick animals with the right kind of sicknesses that he can treat reliably and successfully. Mm. So a lot of it would be calling ahead to vets around the country, asking if they had any sick animals on the books who would be the appropriate level of sick looking forward in like six or eight weeks when Mm. we come by for our vet to do a minor procedure on them or something like that. And it would be the same with Jesus. You know, you'd have the producer behind the scenes saying, hi, just calling up, wondering if you have any lepers. No one who's too damaged in the face area because Mm. we're going to put this on TV. Um, And uh, someone who's going to survive that long, but who could, um, yeah, who who he could who he could do a quick healing on, and then we'll come back. We'll send the cameras mm. back in a week or two to do a little bit of a follow up to see them sort of, you know, um, I guess a break someone who's a break dancer or somebody who's like physically active. Who mm. like when we come back, it'll be a nice contrast when they're back out there doing tail spins or whatever it is that they do on their tail. Well, I'm not really sure of the breakdancing lingo, but you yeah, know that yeah, kind of thing. But if they had a kangaroo tail, mm. oh, be... I mean, Jesus. Well, I'll have a word with him and see if he feels like doing a kangaroo tail. Mm. Um, normally he brings people back up to where they were. I'm not sure whether he's into adding on animal, animal. parts. Yeah. But you're right, that's a good idea. That could be something maybe for you know Christmas special or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because like, breakdancers would love a kangaroo tail. I think they would love a kangaroo something tail. Something else to spin on and yeah. lean back on and be able to do kicks. <laughs> I, do you think Awful. that there's anything that breakdancers haven't span on? 
you know, any part of the body. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think. I think it's all comes down to finding new things to spin on. Because yeah. they spin on their backs and their heads and their bottoms, shoulders, knees, and, and wrists. Like, and wrists probably. Yeah. yeah. Elbow? Do you think they've spun around on their elbows? Absolutely, yeah. they've spun on the elbows. In yeah. fact, that would probably be one of the first places they'd spin on. Yeah, I reckon right. the yeah. elbow, knees, knees. Yeah, you'd spin on a knee. Yeah. And what about just face? Just, just nose. Yeah, <laughs> nose and face. Face spins. Yeah, like a, <laughs> just your face smushing against the ground. I don't know if anyone's done a face spin. Oh look. I mean, maybe not intentionally. Yeah. Um, um, anyway. So I think the Jesus Reality Series, there is something in that. Oh, I think, it'd be to great. It I, I, just behind the scenes of it, you know, like a frontline style where we're seeing how they put it together. You could pitch that right now. Oh. And there would be some network that would take it. Alistair, I don't think there's an idea that we've come up with so far today that couldn't be very easily pitched to whoever does, you know, the papers or whoever does that kind of thing. And then they wouldn't instantly pick it up and it Who, would be very successful. Here is a... Here is a um, just, here's just a side product that they can release with this reality sh- series. Mm. Jesus Sutra. Mm. Sexual positions. For uh, a celibate prophet. Well, maybe. You know, every yeah. position, Jesus is on the other side of the door, <laughs> 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 facing away, and then the one remaining member of the the sexual encounter mm. is just sort of, I don't know, leaning uh, against a... Vars. I guess it look I look I guess it could just be people doing it missionary style with wedding rings on <laughs> and Jesus looking through the door or the window. Jesus is peeping, is he? Well, cuz he's God's always watching. Yeah. You know, and he's making he, cuz he'll be He's looking and he's giving a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes he's giving a thumbs down when it seems like they're not married and they're doing it like some some very sexual mm. way, like sure, you know, very sure. kind of yeah, not, the way a very that God's, sexual way. God's not missionary okay with position is not very sexual, is well, it? Well, it's the least sexual position. I, I, I wonder if it's the most sexual. Really? Yeah, and then all the other ones mm. are. I'm not saying better or worse, but they're 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 bringing in some other element. Like 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 if you think of what is the most food. The answer is spaghetti bolognese. What? That is spaghetti bolognese is the most food food, and then anything else that you're doing to it, is, mm. it feels like it's bringing in things from other fields, from from art, from engineering, and adding them into food, making it less food, but making it potentially more interesting. But what if you just like put an apple in it? Like an apple seems to be like pretty food. <laughs> apple is quite food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what you're putting an apple in a in a spaghetti bolognese. A spaghetti does, that, bolognese. does that bring in art or uh, or engineering? Yeah, or? I think it is bringing in art because um, you're taking the idea like that that famous painting of the the apple in front of the guy's face, yeah, that's true. right? And you're putting an apple in front of something that wouldn't normally have an apple in front yeah. of it. Yeah, right? and it's such a way weird 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 way of weird way of cooking as well to just have a spaghetti bolognese and just put an apple <laughs> in front of it and consider it part of the meal. <laughs> In front of it, on top of it. It kind of just looks like you you had a packed lunch and you had two separate things. Yeah. But that's that's the exciting part of the meal, well, that they're I not mean, actually on the same plate or anything. That's pretty much what they do, used to do with those pigs, right? Like you'd cook a pig and then you'd put an apple in its mouth. Yeah. What is the, ap- what's the role of the apple there? I, I don't know. I guess, the, the, I don't know if they cook it with the apple in there. Is it? Does it look like the pig is eating the apple 
and you're eating the pig, does it feel like... We're all eating. Yeah. He's, he's, oh, he's eating, part of the meal. eating. A... <laughs> We're having him for dinner, but he's also having dinner. It's a, is it a chain kind of a, you know... Uh, I guess I don't know why I have the head there at all. Um, that's my pro- that's my problem with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, cut the head off. That feels better, doesn't it? Beheading. Beheading. That's Get a, more just tasty. A, just a little beheading in I there. I think uh, sometimes maybe in the Jesus Sutra, mm. um, Jesus could just be giving a so-so hand signal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look for initially. I was just picturing it's just one of those weird Kama Sutra books that you know you'll find in someone's parents' bedroom or something like that. Mm. Right, and it's and it's kind of shiny. It looks like something that you get from like a very kind of commercial mm. uh, bookstore. Mm. It's, it's very glossy and everything like that. But the, and then there's these very glossy, very glossy. The light catches it, yeah, and it's you, almost blinding. You almost have to read it in the dark, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or at least at like sort of sunset, yeah. And um, and then it's just two kind of quite straight looking people. Mm. But they have something a bit spiritual about them, and mm-hmm. they're and they're in very kind of serene poses. There's nothing. There's no angry faces. Mm. You know, they don't like it, like another kind <laughs> like of like that you would find in the Kama Sutra. Those angry faces. Like, well, you know, like in any kind of other sex photography, everybody for some reason feels like they have to scrunch their face into an angry, grumpy face. <laughs> you know, and then uh, but this and so it'd just be kind of that serene thing. But one person is Jesus or dressed as Jesus, mm. like that. Mm. One of the person people having the having the sex. The sex. I think I prefer the one where Jesus is just watching, <laughs> yeah. passing judgment, giving the thumbs up to the people doing it very in a very straightforward way. Yeah. And the things that change, mm. you know, because a lot, you, you know, because there's really only one approved um, configuration. Mm. They call them configuration. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we can in the Jesus layout. Sutra. Is it a layout? Layout. <laughs> sexual layout. Yeah. Sexual configuration. Um, sexual floor plan. Yeah. Is uh, blueprint. Is, yeah, blueprint. Um, you can you can change things around it, like you can rearrange things in the room and that sort of thing, or you can be doing it on slightly different bedspreads, or yeah, you know, do you think sometimes he gives, height. Do, you, do you think sometimes he gives the so-so signal, like he's mm. like, look, they're married, but this is a bit too creative for yeah. my liking. One of the legs is up in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if this person should be on top of this person. Mm-hmm. I think it should go the other way around. So God's like not 100% sure. I guess God could have speech bubbles as well. Yeah. Is it God or is it Jesus? Oh, Jesus. Or are they the same thing? I, in my mind. I mean, I don't want to get into a whole Trinity thing. I do want to get in a whole Trinity thing. A whole Trinity thing. thing? Yeah, a whole Trinity thing. Great. Um, yeah, so well, I think you – is that a separate idea, the, the yeah, Jesus um, Sutra? Yeah, well, it's a spin-off, but I don't know if it's like a sketch idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I would just genuinely like to – how many friends do you think we have that we could get them to – position themselves like they're having sex with a friend who dresses as Jesus and gives thumbs up while they look. I mean, it's such a simple project. Um, I mean, the thing is with the Kama Sutra, I think a lot of the time you do it with a line drawing. Like you don't actually need photos of your friends. We don't need to ask our friends to let us take photographs of their bums in order to achieve this idea. Full frontal nudity. (laughs) I want penetrative. Yep, hardcore Jesus approved. Sometimes I just want to see... Like a, you know, either a penis and mm. a vagina, or a vagina and a vagina, or a penis and a bum, mm. or a bum and a bum, mm-hmm. like that. And anyway, I want all that stuff just real close up, <laughs> and then in the in the sort of blurry background, you can sort of make out Jesus's body language, <laughs> whether he's pleased or displeased. Uh, this is 
Uh, but this is still our friends we're asking to do this. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, only a friend would do it for, for no money. <laughs> no money is changing hands. No, not until, you know, we see whether or not mm. this is a huge success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll offer them something off the, off the back end. Off the uh... off their back end. And look, I'll yeah. just I'll write I'll write in Jesus Sutra as a full idea. Well, I think I I also think that um, religious approved pornography is a uh, is an interesting angle. Yeah, and getting getting the stamp of approval within the photo so that you mm. don't have to like. So it's all there. You don't check. have to cross reference anything. Yeah, because I mean it's like you know, like with. Um, things being kosher, for example, mm. it ha- it's got to come with a certificate and mm. things like that. I think if if there was a if the rabbi was involved in like you know a piece of meat if his stamp of approval or something that was on each steak or mm. you know whether whether when you i don't know yeah whether he just have a photo of the priest sort of printed onto it and how he feels about it yeah he's <laughs> seared in seared into the meat i think um this is good for a modern society, right? Because uh, we don't have time to listen. Attention spans. We don't have time to listen to a full parable and then try and interpret it and then you know apply that information to a different mm. context. We 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 don't even have time to you know watch a thirty second video that might give us the gist. Yeah, it's we're talking Instagram. We're talking. I want all the information to be in a single image. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Single still image that I can scroll past, yeah. and that's how I want to absorb my religious messaging. Absolutely, you know, yeah. As as a series of single frame things that are there mm. tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, I right? think Instagram this would be and this good, this and that bad. Yeah, it's all there. It's one photo. Exactly, link in bio. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> for more. Yeah, for more info. Want to buy this on a t-shirt? Yeah. Click here. Uh, I think we should be able, yeah, most religious teachings should be able to be sold on Redbubble, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we do have things available. Yes. Yes, we do. People, we have our... We've now seen people, uh, f- photos of me and Andy uh, on pillows and mugs mm. and T-shirts. And clocks. And clocks. And yep. uh, you people are wild. You people are insane. And we thank you deeply for your we really support. Do. We do. Um, um, I think uh, I wonder if there have been. I don't think there have been many religions that are a um, a double act, you know, mm. that are that are that are founded by two people. No, but that would be good. Yeah, I mean, it obviously, it puts us at risk for the. Are you suggesting us? Yeah, I'm. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, who else would I suggest? Yeah, uh, right. An opportunity like this. Hey, but I think I want to get away from the God thing. Sorry, like, I know we've been talking no, about no, God no, for no, a long no, time. No, 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 As in, I want to start a religion. Oh yeah. Right. Right. I'm happy to start a religion. Yes, yes. But I don't want there to I don't want people to think that a religion needs like higher powers or gods mm. or anything like that. Or teachings or sort of, you know, books or robes or any of that kind of stuff. Like we're trying to get rid of all of that, you know, and get down to what a religion fundamentally is. Well, really, which is a room full of people. But don't you think like a cheat sheet is all you really need? Yeah. 
Yes. You know, like all these book ideas. Mm-hmm. You got to release a book and be like, I got to read a book. Mm-hmm. But you can't just mm-hmm. kind of su- summarize it. Be good. Don't be a bastard. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, which it kind of is really in be mm-hmm. good. Well, but it, I, I like the cheat sheet angle because when you were studying at school, you do, you know, you'd study for six months or mm. a year or whatever it is, mm. and then you would try and condense everything down into a cheat sheet. And you'd look at all the problems that yep. you're likely to come across, you do a few examples, and you'd write down only what you think is necessary. And surely by this point, we've been doing religion for so long, yeah. right? Someone must have written it as a cheat sheet. There must be a two-page, a single A4 folded sheet version of morality, of you, you know, of mm. of of um, of of the of the Bible, of of whatever it is. Like even if you could do all religions, yeah. right, and then condense them down into a yeah, a folded A4, double-sided. Um, I think that I can take with. I could have that with me. You could. In my pocket. You can have a cue card almost. Yes. I like, think about it. Okay. Follow the law. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's 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 your... probably two books of the Bible there. Done. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they, they complicated by then saying some of God's laws are higher than, mm. than the actual mm. laws of the mm. land. So I think that we're not going to have any of that. Well, There's well, no deity Bible, in Well, the laws will just be the laws, right? Yeah. The laws of the religion will just be the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. So we're doing compatibility. Yeah. There, okay. Our operating system, it's it's a it works with whatever platform that you're exactly, in. Exactly. Yeah. Then betrayal is bad, mm-hmm. unless necessary. Yeah. Good. You know, because sometimes it is necessary. You know, sometimes to to stop yourself. From getting hurt or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or, or the you know, or the, get out of a really bad, really bad relationship or situation, yeah. or you know, maybe maybe uh, you're being led by somebody whose values seem to have mm-hmm. strayed. Yeah, um, don't don't follow anyone too too seriously. That's like another one, mm. you know, because that seems to be where a lot of people get stuck. They kind of go, they they, yeah. they they get stuck on this leader, and they just get really interested in it, and. I just I don't see, and the... then they start blocking out so much bad stuff mm. that that person's doing, and that ties in well with the don't betray unless you want to. Yeah, rule. Yeah, and then unless, it's, unless it seems like you should. Yeah, uh, then making people feel good seems to be like how about this? Just uh, friendships and family is mostly about improving each other's lives a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's, That's good, and it doesn't set the bar too high as well. It's just about trying to like. Have a good time living near each other. Yes, yes. And you do that by occasionally thinking about the other person when they're not around Mm -hmm. and preparing stuff, Mm. be it physical Mm -hmm. or mental or organizational, to make their lives a little bit easier. That's right, but we won't write all that down. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, no. That's we'll like, it's we'll really turn wording. that into an acronym. <laughs> Great. And then something like, you know, finally I think probably just put a, put aside 10% of your wage to, yeah, for a rainy yeah, day right. or whatever. So superannuation will be built into the... Uh... Yeah, 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 like that. And also then they have to give us 15% of their wage. <laughs> I, I mean, why not, right? Why not a sort of a, a Patreon model? Yeah, right. uh, for for the religion. Yeah. 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 I like it. I mean, we don't like. I mean, that's that the was problem. A joke. The problem is then financial rewards and that sort of thing. But um, you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to get into that whole situation where people are getting into heaven. Like we have a special tier. We have straight to heaven tier on our mm, religious. No Patreon. lines. No lines. Yeah. 
cut to the front. You know? Well, there's no, there's no heaven. That's great. Yeah. Heaven is earth. Heaven is heaven is you know. There's no, there's no mm. heaven. There's no hell. There's no afterlife. Everything is just this, mm. right? Yeah. And also, magic only exists in fiction in the mind. Yes. Maybe we should write that down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everything can be explained eventually. Yeah, I mean, this religion has got a lot of overlap with science, and I think that's really, really good. Yeah. Because there's it's there's a lot of stuff that that saves us a lot of trouble with coming up with new stuff. Mm. You know, with like with the old religion, they had to come up with reasons for everything mm. because they didn't have any reasons for anything. But now mm. we can just use the reasons that we already have. Right and copy those over and just say science applies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like when you're building a new computer game and you use, just use the physics engine from something else. Here we're going to use the physics engine from physics, yeah, which I think is that's a really good idea. It's a good one, and we've proven that it's work. It, it works, mm. and it's very realistic. Unbelievably, the physics engineer, the the physics engine in real life. Yeah, except for one thing that I've seen. It yeah. was a clip from uh, Letterman. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, was, I think it was in Stupid Human Tricks. Yep. This girl came on. I just, somebody retweeted this recently. They were mm. like, this is amazing. And it's this girl who can spit gum out, right? And it goes up and in front of her face and she can suck it back down into her mouth. Like the, the physics of it didn't seem to make sense, but it's all through just like small bits of airflow. It's probably like three inches from her face. It goes up. And then stops in the way that things going up do, but like stops in a very. But is kind it of... a chain of gum? Like is it... no, 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 it's, it's just a, a ball, a of, ball gum. of gum. She spits it out. She spits it out. It goes up, and then she like can Sucks suck it, it back, back down, in. and it curls back in towards her mouth, and she catches it again. Wow! And she didn't choke and die by it going like blocking her air hole. Or okay, so that's that's like a glitch in the phys- in the in the real world's physics engine. Obviously, there are some there are always little things that you can do to like. You know, exploit the uh, the flaws in mm. the and that's a, one of the clear flaws. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was that. So that's the only thing I think that I've seen that is essentially real magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, except for that, everything else is real. We'll write that on the cue card. Watch, watch this link. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> look, I think our A4 cheat sheet or cue card religion, just using a lot of the existing stuff, so you don't have to write new stuff is. It's fine. It's fun. Um, do you think that we should go on to uh, our, our words from a listener? Do you think we should just come try to come up with the biggest sketch we've ever biggest come up with Biggest sketch we've first. ever come up with. Yeah, well, okay, because there's been a lot of overlap between these ones, yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. people don't feel like they've they've yeah. got that, bam, here's a big, okay, fresh where, thing. Where can we set it? An island? Is that too... Is that We've done islands too much, haven't we? I don't know if we have done islands too much. I mean, no? obviously, our magma show at the Comedy Festival is going to be pretty heavily island-based, but mm. I don't, like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested tickets in Tickets are islands. available, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickets are very uh, much available. Just type in Comedy Festival, magma, maybe Andy or Alistair or something like that. It's like Google, mm-hmm. and then something will come up. Go with my name. Your one's hard to spell. Yeah, yeah. Do Andy. There's too many variations. Yeah, there's, you know? It's true. But not in the, my actual name. There's only one, <laughs> there's only one variation. According to you. Mm. Um... Yeah, I, I like that guy who uh, who. Oh no, that, that's a religion again. Sorry. Well, what about about this? Can we base this sketch around the idea accordion to you? Uh, <laughs> accordion to you. So it's a guy. He's an accordion player. He's got a slogan T-shirt which says, "Yeah, accordion to you." <laughs> 
Um, um, yeah, okay. And then I'd like him to become a fashion house to rival Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, and Von Dutch. And Von Dutch, right? It's the accordion to you. He has these ones. He just... He just um, he sells them next to his uh, his accordion case mm-hmm. when he plays in the mall. He play he has like three songs, right? Yeah. And he's had these printed by his mum. Mm-hmm. These t-shirts, and then they start mm-hmm. to take off, yeah. right? And they get really big, um, and then he starts to do sort of catwalk stuff. Milan. He gets huge. Accordion to you. The t-shirts are on the catwalk. So it's an international success. And mm. then somebody asks him in in an interview. They say, "What is accordion to you?" mean to you Mm. and he goes well actually i'm glad you asked because accordion to you is actually the name of my mail order accordion shop (laughs) right where you can buy it online and everybody gets an accordion you know when they buy it like that (laughs) and so now it's got another meaning which is you know it's like it's it's this great double meaning because at Mm. first it kind of was like Mm. it was like accordion to you it's like there's a nice message in Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you know it's like uh, it's the the music of the accordion from from his hands to your ears, mm. you know. Or oh yeah, but I definitely got that, and I liked it. You know, it's the it's the jauntiness, and it's a of, bit of a pun. Yeah, it's a bit of a cunt. I, mean, I almost said it's a bit of a cunt. I mean, it's a bit of a pun. Uh, he could be a bit of a cunt, as people are in the fashion Often industry. These fashion I imagine. people, yeah. He starts yeah. to be very judgmental about women's bodies. Mm, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I actually don't like a women's bodies over eighty five. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't think I could date a woman over 85. Like that, and you go, oh, the outrage on, on, on you know, uh, on sort of Bebo. There's a lot of outrage on Bebo. Yeah. Which there hasn't been that much of recently. What is Bebo? It was just like a very early kind of MySpacey Facebook Yeah, thing. right. Um, uh, anyway. I, yeah, okay, according to you, it becomes a huge thing. Uh, but does he continue to only sell exactly the same... T-shirts in like three different sizes. On oh, hats. And hats. And oh, oh, okay, sorry. And underwear. Yeah, underwear with the just like, you know, the Calvin Klein stripe, but right. it says accordion to you. All around and the brand. The band. it really just like, it, it's like those Calvin Klein's. It really grabs your package and brings it forward mm. and shapes it Pulls into it an together. accordion. <laughs> shapes your package into to look like an accordion. Uh, but um, once, once it's... It's getting a bit more sort of uh, nebulous, Alistair. Like once it, once it, once he starts to have these different things, I find it hard to keep hold of what is actually the idea here. Because is the sketch premise mm. yeah. the implausibility that this guy's product, which if it's only one product, I find it easier to to imagine it's it being funny that it's become successful. Stop laughing at me, all right? I'm laughing at the scenario. Um, and uh, oh, you're like my son. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, I think that that is very much the basis sure. of, of it, right? So it kind of starts out. It's a mm. guy who's a busker, plays the accordion. He wears a shirt that says "Accordion to You," mm. and then there's so much interest in the shirt that mm. he starts selling his own shirts mm. accordion to you mm. and and then it becomes a big fashion label mm. and it is mostly just accordion to you shirts T-shirts. yeah in in different colors maybe mm. like that and then he starts to expand mm. uh, into hats maybe those like rubber wristbands mm. <laughs> you know and and things like that and then and then then into selling accordions and then, yeah. and then it really blows up. And I think just the idea, I think 
I think the silliness of success is to me is the is the the humor because you think about Hugh Jackman, mm. right? He was just a guy. He mm. was just a guy at one point who was like, I think I'd like to be an actor, and people were like, Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, You're a fucking idiot. Um, and then at some point, he just got a break in in which. It, it was no longer a dream. It was like, oh, obviously you're Hugh Jackman. And then he got put through the Hollywood machine where he had people, like, you know, muscularly training him mm. and things like that. Mm. And now he is just, like, he's kind of, he has, like, this demigod-likeness to yeah. him because he, he he's not like us. He can go from big to small. Mm. He, you know, he he slides down big wires and meets Oprah at yeah. the end, hurts yeah. his eye. Hurts his eye. You know, yeah. He can like, do that stuff. We can, can't do we that. We can't do that. He's demigod-like. We, oh, we can slide down a rope. We can hurt our eye. <laughs> but Oprah is never going to be at the never end of the rope. Be there. There's not going to be huge what, crowds That's what, of what it means to be normal. Oprah is never at the end of the rope. She's never there. <laughs> right? And so that's kind of like we're... It's, it's, the, it's the modern success story is... Mm is uh, it can just be the dumbest thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It, you can just be a guy who plays an accordion and for some reason made up a shirt that is a terrible idea. Yep. And that's what people love about it. And then they forget that it's a terrible idea. I, I, I kind of like the idea that within this world, his, his fashion decisions and the products that he make never progress. Okay. Like he, he does new things but they never progress beyond the level of what is the worst and cheapest type of thing that someone would do with this bad idea. Mm. Like, like they never progress beyond the kind of souvenir product that you would buy <laughs> from a service station. Yeah. So it's like um, pens. visors, pens, it's stubby holders, mm-hmm. and um, maybe magnets or something like that, yeah. right? And but that is this huge. But it, but empire. it gets taken seriously, like mm. it's a. He's yeah. in Milan. Oh, for sure. People like models are carrying these stubby holders, which it's almost not. It's almost not a joke anymore because it is that kind of we like, ugly, weird, kitsch, normcore thing that is mm. sort of like Kanye's kind of thing almost, where like like a lot of the stuff that he he, fashion sells for huge amounts of money is just like. This is this just seems demonstrably yeah. bad and ugly. No, yeah, but but that but that requires a leap. That's that's still what what you expect from fashion. You mm. expect things to be ugly and kind of like mm. too in your face. Whereas mm-hmm. like cheap kind of the kind of cheap stuff that tourists would buy. Mm. That's not the kind of stuff Kanye sells. Like I see this is how little I know. I, to me, I, it, it seems very, you know, very close, but like you're right. The, the, you know, a, shirt, right. a shirt with the name of the town and things like yeah. that like, um, is the kind of... Yeah. I, went, I went to a servo. I was driving back from Halls Gap the yeah. other day. Stopped in a servo that, in this tiny town that looked like it had about three buildings called Navarre, N-A-V-A-R-R-E. And in the servo, they had three black shirts on a rack that said, I heart Navarre. And I just thought, who... Who has ever bought one of these? What? Just like a you know a car full of twenty year olds are like, oh look at this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mm. I guess. Could he still sell accordions at some point? Maybe they're maybe they're hidden Alistair inside a t shirt. Going to make you feel good. He can sell accordions. What do you get out of him selling accordions? Hey, well, because because of accordion to you, accordion to you already yeah, sounds right. like a slogan for the name or the name of a company. Okay, you know? great. 
Great. He also sells accordions. Yeah, accordion yeah, and they go to, to you. you. Do you think it should have a yeah in front of it? Yeah, accordion to you. <laughs> I don't think a yeah helps. No. I don't think a yeah gets us anything. And that's just extra printing dollars. I know, you know? But, but then it also sounds like you're trying to say, yeah, according to you. Um, do you think it would be interesting to uh, sort of near the end of this mm. reveal that the accordion to you guy mm. was had an MBA? No, not MBA. What's that one with business? Yeah, MBA from Harvard. Oh, okay. No. He, he had no, like he didn't own the MBA. No, yeah. He had he had a, some incredibly high business degree, and all of this was planned. Like all of this mm. was just like yeah, it was a it was just a business decision for him. He was in a the PhD end. in in in, yeah. in business, and he was actually like yeah. Well, I just thought this was the most logical. I just thing. did the did the calculate did the did the sums. You I know, mean, did if, my due diligence, and this you, is just this just makes sense as a business. If you look at the market, yeah, I mean this is exactly what it was calling for. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of thing that people would think is garbage, but then eventually forget that it was garbage and just buy it because it's famous. Mm. You know, it's a brand. It's a anyone. Yeah, anyone could have done this if they just thought about it. You know, and the good thing about the according to accordion, the reason why people buy accordion to you accordions as well is because they're actually uh, high quality. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, accordions, good quality affordable. accordions at an affordable price. You know, <laughs> we we went back to the early days of making accordions. You know, and, and back uh, that the thing that brings out the the, the richness of the yes. accordion sound. Yes. Um, we used about 16 accordion master players mm-hmm. to, to trial each one, and we would have them blind tested by mm-hmm. the biggest mm-hmm. accordion experts. I wonder if Harry's, Harry's.com would, uh, if there'd be an accordion to you, could be the Harry's of accordions. I absolutely believe that that's the case. I think it's really, it's so annoying when you go to a music shop and you ask for an accordion, and they have them behind the counter, and you, they, you know, they've got to go get them from there, and then... You know, you mm-hmm. you pay for individual notes or whatever. Every time a note note goes, you got to go buy new notes for your accordion. I hate that. I want someone who will just send them to me in the mail. Yeah, I want that. I want them to pre-send them to me before they yeah. break or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Does that happen with accordions? Probably, yeah, especially great. if you play them real hard, which is the way I play my accordion. Absolutely. Um, Alistair, do we have some words from? We've our got listener? some words. Do you think from that was listener. the biggest sketch we've ever come up with? That wasn't the biggest, but yeah. at least it went to somewhere different. Yeah. Um, so three words are from Daniel J. Let's Play Podcast. Hey, Daniel J. Thanks for supporting the podcast on Patreon. Yeah. And, you know, he su- he supports us by uh, also sending us messages occasionally yeah. telling us, um, he just sent us one telling us how the, our magma characters uh, have been moved away from their core traits, which was to say yes after every second sentence. And he's right. And he's and absolutely... And we're sorry and we'll get back to that. Now, magma characters are something we do on the bonus episode of the podcast and that we're going to do at the Comedy Festival. Yeah. If you chip in on Patreon, you can get the two bonus episodes a month. Yeah. Um, so here's his three words. Now, Andy, people have tried to fuck with us before. Yeah, I know. And... Uh, oh, I know. But Daniel J, let's, let's play pro- podcast. He's not just a... He's not... He's not going to fuck with us on a level that, you know, that other people are going to fuck with, fuck with us on because he's he's seen a pattern mm-hmm. and he's going to break that pattern. Oh no! Okay, can I guess what the words are? Okay, yeah. Fuck with us? No, Andy. Oh. <laughs> In many ways, you couldn't be further away from the words, and it's not love against you. Is the opposite of fuck love? Fuck with us. Mm. 
uh, well, I mean, fuck the intention of fuck, you know, like, mm. like I hate you kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Tell me the words. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. Here we go. Lit fasayul. <laughs> okay. Um, feha juaga gue. And sejan fa sendingar. Can you tell me what that is backwards? No. No? Is it oh, wait, anything? Oh, wait, wait. Ilu a soft till. Are these just Ilga random letters? So these, what what has he given us? Are well, they, is it just random? I think at some point I tried to put it in a translator thing and I don't think it came up with anything. It could be Icelandic. <laughs> it could be Welsh. Um, Do you think Icelandic could be a language, a full language of typos? I mean, like, why else would you go to a small island in the middle Mm. of the Atlantic Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for being ashamed Mm -hmm. of your language or the way that you express English? Could they they be an entirely dyslexic country? Even the word dyslexic sounds it sounds and looks a little bit like a a, 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 an Icelandic Icelandic word. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) okay. Um, it's it's possible. Um, if not, I don't see why we couldn't create an island where we put all. Is this an people... island-based idea? <laughs> I mean, we we managed to avoid it in the last thing, and you yeah. told me that we haven't been doing as many as you as think. many. I mean, a good reason to kind of expel people from a country mm. where it's not like politically like incorrect kind of thing, like you know, like mm. instead of like. Because I think these days, if you if you expel people for their race or their religion or something like that, it looks bad. Mm. But if there was a reason that you expelled people, that is kind of their fault. Yeah, it's like being dis- born dyslexic. Well, you know, it's not being born dyslexic that's the problem. It's that not fixing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> not overcoming it not all overcoming by yourself. It is the not problem. overcoming a thing that could be impossible to overcome, even for people who try very hard. The best you can hope for is to manage it and to, you know, succeed in spite of. Um, Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. No, I think this is something that we could all get behind is like creating an island of people who can't spell very well. Mm, I mean... Maybe that's even where the word expel comes from. Yeah. You know? Expel. Yeah. Um, Um, So, It's short for not excellent at spelling. Uh, so I think there's a sketch in this where, where one country has put all their dyslexic people <laughs> on an island and then you go and visit that island. I mean, And it's just Iceland. The thing is, is that it, it actually could easily be Wales like mm. because it's such a... It, Iceland feels like what a dyslexic person might think the word island is spelt like. Okay, great. All right, so Iceland makes it easier because, uh, I mean, we've heard Bjork. She can speak English very well. <laughs> Speaking, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know that in Iceland they clearly speak English. But also, dyslexic people are very often extremely creative in other areas, right? And this would explain why Iceland has, like, such a disproportionately high number of cool and interesting um, mm. artists and rock bands. And even their um, football team yeah. is, like, 
very highly ranked for the popula- relative to the population of mm. Iceland. Yeah. I think this checks out on a very deep level, yeah. right? And it's why their language is so weird, because none of them can spell. Yeah, well, it could be possible that that was just a thing that Vikings used to do. Maybe they just, they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't respect people. Who yeah. couldn't spell properly. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, let's put them on an island with v- volcanoes on there. If, if we know that there's one thing that the uh, Vikings like to do, it was put people on a boat and push them out to sea. That's right. Towards of some kind of magma island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Iceland was obviously the first magma island. It was. It was. It was a new society mm. for those who can't, uh, can't spell yeah. too well. Um, uh, but I guess I guess you could you could just present this as a con- you know like as a thing where here's a thing that the we could say either the British were doing or the mm. you know something like that as a mini documentary mm. present this sketch as that and then eventually just reveal that it's you know this is where you're that putting this like this Iceland yeah great I mean the British yeah they also transported people to Australia for mm. doing crimes yeah and uh, maybe to Iceland for not being able to spell like like. It would explain why their language is so different. I think this checks out. Would it explain why so many people there believe in elves? Elves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like a high high percentage of the population. This is probably a myth, but it was a thing going around, one of those kind of like facts that a high percentage of the population believe in elves. So either... So either that... Either... It doesn't matter. It's just a quirk. It's a quirk of dyslexia. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I dated you believe somebody, in elves. I dated somebody who really, truly believed in fairies. Really? I remember, like, I mean, look, who knows how serious anything anyone says to you, but she was sitting yeah. with me and she was like, look, look over there into that tall grass. You know, imagine, imagine just like from behind that little twig or whatever, out came a little fairy. And she said, hello. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> so is this believing? Is this believing in fairies, or is this just believing in the ability to imagine fairies? Because those are very different things. But it's like wanting others to believe. It's wanting others to believe. So I mean, why would you want others to believe if you didn't believe? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And if you did believe, why wouldn't you want others to believe? Right? Like, mm. I, won- I wonder if that's a- that's an element of believing in anything is is inherent that you want other people to believe in it as well. Because it seems to be that religions are like pretty keen on other people mm. believing in their religion. It's mind colonization. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, like, that's what, when, when, I was, when I was dating a Taiwanese girl, she mentioned how she's like, well, I think people... You've dated the- so many girls, Al. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the episode where I reveal it. Um, she was telling me that, like, you know, people in the West kind of like to... C- convince people of their way of thinking you know like they want people to think like them yeah right. And i think it's just that white person instinct to colonize things i want yeah. i want you to i want the inside of your mind to be like the inside of my mind mm-hmm. so that we don't have any more we don't have to have any more confrontations or even conversations yeah i just want your you to submit to my way of thinking and then we'll, everything will be really easy. Well, this is fun and also accurate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what we're like. That's us. That's us. Oh. Hey? What are we like that? That's what we're like. 
Um, I think we've done our ideas for today, Alistair. Would you like to take us through them? I will. We have smartphones for beasts. Yeah. You know, the, the, youth, of, the youth of today uh, would do so poorly in the wild because of their addiction to smartphones. So we could fix that by giving all the animals and insects, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, smartphones for them mm-hmm. and creating a way of communicating with them through I mean I don't think we're that like I mean we'll definitely be able to communicate more with animals I think through some kind of technology yeah I 100% 100% we will be able to make a uh, machine that uses pattern recognition machine learning to understand what animals are communicating mm. in as much as they are on any level, and then we'll be able to replicate that and we'll be able to communicate stuff back to them. That is definitely going to happen. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be just like that baby monitor episode of The Simpsons with, when Herb comes and they go, blah, blah, and he goes, I want a, some pancakes. That is that is uh, what I was thinking of in my mind when I was talking about that. Then we got... Um, and the important is also that we level out the playing field for animals to mm-hmm. in- integrate within our society. Mm-hmm. And obviously the idea is that they be... I mean, I I'd forgot about the big part of this sketch, which was that we're now allowing animals to enter human society and I suppose <laughs> live amongst us, possibly in their own homes. Yes. And then compete with us for jobs yes. and love and, you know, mm-hmm. go to parks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Welfare, and they're all on welfare. Not all of them. No, some of them you have know, jobs. You know, and this is the kind of uh, prejudice prejudice that they're gonna that we're trying to overcome. Yeah, but the whole point of giving them a smartphone so that they have the same disadvantages as us. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> I forgot what a huge disadvantage technology is yeah. which is to progress. Yeah. So then, uh, then the another sketch is uh, animal. Every person has an animal assigned to them, mm. and if that animal dies, you die. Yes. So you each get a chip in your heart, and it's your job to protect that animal from poaching or, I guess, the natural yeah. cycle of life. Yeah. And so then, the cold. If, if you have, if you've been assigned an animal that is like a mouse or something like that, that is only lives for a very short period of time, you quickly have to spend money to, you know, and, and I guess there'll there'll be a whole industry that will quickly be set up with this, but to. Um, to keep the organs alive mm. at least or you know keep zapping them to make it seem to the chip inside the heart of the mouse uh, that it is – I mean you probably wouldn't wait for it to die because then you would die. Yeah. So you'll probably have to take your living mouse and take it to this, yeah. these people. It'll probably they be put like, it in a vat and they dissolve all its skin. Outsides or whatever they like that. probes into it. God, this is going to be so good for animals. That's yeah. what this was all about. <laughs> Um, and then we'll save the animals. It'd be gr- from I reckon the great one, but they won't get poached anymore. But the great one would be a uh, a big turtle or like a medium sized tortoise, right? That you could just mm-hmm. strap to your back and just have it with you everywhere. Everywhere you can hand it um, uh, stuff, sure. you know, lettuce over your shoulder mm-hmm. like that. I would actually, I think this could be quite it could fun. And then you head a, on top of your head, exactly. And then you've got a turtle's shell on your back. This makes so much sense. And breakdancing so easy. So easy. New thing to spin on. Yeah. That turtle shell. Yeah. Um, we got the Fresh Testament. And this is just as we're going to write a New Testament. We're going to dictate it so that we don't have to sit down and write yeah. and really worry about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and then just sell it as the Bible, but like the, mm. the newest testament. Yeah. Um, 
and on Amazon, we're gonna have six people buy it, ninety nine cents. Yeah, that's and, um, that's um, you know, that's five dollars ninety four that we can we can count on. Yeah, it's really nice, and it'll probably take what like how many pages are there in the Bible? But there's so much open space as well. I mean, it's the writing is really. I don't small, think though. there's that much open space. No, okay. I think it's pretty packed in there, Alistair. Okay, yeah, well, we'll there's just a lot do it in the Bible, but we'll do it for a week. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll still see our families. We'll give it a week. On, in the evenings and in the first thing in the morning. Yep. Thank you for factoring that into the plan, oh, by the way. Andy, we can't. We can hardly meet up ever. Um, with our families. With our families either. i got to start a podcast with my family so that I can see them. That's Otherwise, it's starting to get hard to justify. Good idea. You know? um, <laughs> I mean, it's not bringing in any income. Yeah. It's not, you know. Why can't I get a Patreon just to support me to spend time with my family. Well, I think I think that will be the future. If That'll you build the it, they will come. Yes. I think you might have to start like an Instagram family or something like that, mm. which you seem unwilling to do, Andy. <laughs> I got a cute family. You got a cute family. They're cute. They, your your boys have some very expressive faces. They sure do. Uh, beautiful and faces. Thank you. And some of the most gorgeous eyes I've ever oh, seen on Alistair. almost any beast. See. <laughs> <laughs> and and then but then on top of that great facial expressions are we beasts are my boys beasts we're all beasts we're beasts yeah yes beasts without burden mm, that's good uh then we got the jesus reality series which is you know we just we have them back and then we're following them around, getting them to some, do some good stuff. Mm-hmm. But then also seeing them, you know, there's conflict. Mm. He's he's coming up against, you know, believers and non-believers, some believers that yeah. doubt him. You would really want a Judas character in that show. Oh, yeah. You know. Jesus, like, Judas has come back as well. Well, he doesn't have to have come back. We can, he can you know, it can be like... Uh, wasn't there an, a, a, a Paris Hilton one where she was trying to find a new friend or something like that? Mm. You know, we Jesus could do that. Jesus is trying Jesus. to find a new Judas. New Judas. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, you could just get one of those guys from like one of those, um, you know, those things where they they buy all the stuff inside a locker. Mm. You know, <laughs> you get one of those guys. Storage wars. Storage wars. Get a guy like that with a curly mustache. Yeah. Right. Then that's your Judas. They've already got personality. Yeah. They're casting. already willing to. To mm-hmm. use trickery to get what they want, mm-hmm. just put mm-hmm. that person near Jesus. They're willing to judge things based on one look, mm. which is not something Jesus would do. It's exactly the opposite of Jesus's teaching. He yep. says, "At least give it two looks." Storage, it's on the cheat sheet. Storage wars is the opposite of Jesus. <laughs> which brings us to, oh, obviously Jesus Sutra, mm-hmm. which is the Jesus Kama Sutra. Um, but where there's positions and then within the, each in photo, the background. Jesus is giving a thumbs up or a thumbs down or like a so-so yeah. kind of thing. I think your problem, Alistair, mm. this is your problem. You're trying to create a religious Kama Sutra, but you're still including the bad positions, right? Yeah. Which somebody who's into weird stuff mm. might just look at those bad positions and sort of enjoy looking at them in the wrong way. Like by including them, well, there'll be a photo of people looking at the Jesus Sutra, and then uh, Jesus will say what whether or not they're looking at it right. Yeah, so if, there'll be photos of them looking at one of the ones that he's giving a thumbs down to, and if they're smiling, he'll give a big th- a double, double thumbs, thumbs down. down. Yeah. Like that. I think this is the the Jesus Sutra Sutra, mm. which is a, a sort of a supplementary pamphlet which 
gives you the correct ways in which to enjoy the Jesus Sutra. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's important. And the missionary position, which is lying down with you on top of the Jesus Sutra. Mm. <laughs> Your genitals up against the sutra. Yeah. Um, cue card religion. That's just our religion that we're. You know, we didn't want to be mm-hmm. le- leaders of religions, but here we are. We just. We're just. I think. I think. It's mostly follow a, the law. This is, follow this is a science. selling point for a modern religion. It's short. Mm. It's easy to consume. We could, to get your head around. We could probably fit it within a tweet. Yes. Oh, that was such a high pitch S. That was amazing. Really? And then, obviously, now we're coming to the good, really, really good stuff. Mm. Uh, accordion to you. Yeah, this is a real big, good sketch idea. Bam. Boom. Accordion to you. We're probably going to have to make accordion to you t-shirts, Andy. Hey, look, <laughs> if we manage to pull this sketch off without doing that, we're doing something yeah. right. Um, and then we got Iceland was an island uh, nation for that... You know the British and the Europeans. All the all the European tribes mm. decided they were just going to mm. put all their dyslexics there. Yeah, and I think uh, we have one person who downloads from Iceland. So uh, hey, if you're listening, um, if you're listening to us, Mister or Mrs. Iceland or Ms. or Mi- Misters, um, <laughs> hello and thank you for listening. And I hope you don't mind us using your whole nation disrespectfully. Uh, and making would? judgments about it based on the spelling of your foreign words, which are not obviously the, the, the same. Per know. capita, Iceland has a very good sense of humor about itself. Great. That's per, another thing about yeah, it. Yeah, it's the highest sense of humor per capita. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, uh, ding. Ding. Thank you so much for listening to uh, the podcast. Um, just, uh, are we going to do George's band names now? Yeah, sure. Oh, fantastic! People okay. have been sending in. People have been sending in uh, a bunch of band names, and I'm I'm go- only going to go through just a couple right now uh, because I'm very. I'm very grateful and excited about them. Now, the first person who sent us uh, in some new ones, we didn't we didn't do it over previous weeks, by the way, because we pre-recorded the episodes from mm. the uh, for Christmas. People have still been sending them in. So uh, this is Mahad Mubasha has mm-hmm. sent us a list from his phone. He keeps band names right over the. Uh, he says over the years, I've kept note on my phone of anything I hear that might be quite a good name for a band. Quite a few of them, he says, were inspired by our podcast. Wow! So this is. You know, this is the circle of life right here. This is a way George can get something from us without it, you know, without him Seeming dismissing like it's it. come from us. Yeah, dismissing it because it comes from us. I think that's the reason he dismisses a lot of our great mm. names. Like, what are some other ones, Alistair? Breakface. Breakface, you know, great names like that. He doesn't want those. Anyway, he sent, like, I'm going to say 50 band names. So I'm just going to read the first couple, and maybe I'll read some more in future episodes. We'll I mean, see we could we just go. dedicate this episode to this guy. No, well, there's one other one that okay. I want to get onto. I'm not going to do every single name. Great. Do you want me to do every single name right now? I mean, let's let's just dip back in every now and then. Okay, Krusty Lichens. Oh, I like it. That's beautiful, isn't it? Rockstar Olympians. Oh, yeah. Mighty Whale Flank. That feels like something oh. that Alistair would really get on board mm. with. I like this one a lot. Milky Penguin. Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, psychedelic, psychedelic lemon, uh, electric fence, unusual dis- discharge, 
I mean, these unusual are discharge. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Especially in- if it's like in prison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're out, but you got to go through this tube. <laughs> and I'll skip ahead to one that I really, really liked: Whorehouse Piani. That's really good. Yeah, Piani. Yeah. Piani. What a great word. And uh, I just wanted to read one other um, email now. We'll get some some more in the future. This is from Jacob Jacob Reisterer. Mm-hmm. Right, and Jacob writes in in response to Alex Schmitz. Now, a few episodes ago, we had a name from Alex Schmitz who said that he'd suggested the name Clayfish mm-hmm. for his band. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is the email from Jacob. I am in the band that Alex Schmitz emailed you about. I didn't like the name Clayfish. If you guys want to move on from that, try Clay Shit. That's how <laughs> ruthlessly I panned Clayfish when it was cast out there. You understand? I had to rake, reel the band in. So, uh, <laughs> great. Well, well, we'll we'll pass on clay shit to George, because <laughs> um, I think it's it's got a be- it's got a nice ring to it anyway. Yeah, clay shit. I mean, it feels like that's what I've been doing since I became a vegan. They are mm-hmm. dense and they are sticky, great. which you wouldn't expect from veganism. You'd think all that uh, all that um, I did I did plant once, matter would I did know. once have a girlfriend who said that when she ate a lot of meat, her her shit would get stickier. Yeah. And I don't know. I've gone totally the just, other direction. I want you to know that that was a different girlfriend to the two <laughs> others I mentioned this episode. Um, one, one day we'll do an episode just dedicated to the girlfriends that you've had because each of them has at least one really interesting defining characteristic. I That's think. That's right. And <laughs> either the country they come from, or uh, or one strange thing they said. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that as a bonus episode. Alistair's and his girlfriends. Wow. I hope they never find out. Um, hey, we're not judging them. We're just listing them. We're just listing them. <laughs> Great. People who, Alistair lists everyone. People who made the mistake to care about Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alistair TV. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Right. Thank you to the people who send in those band names. Thank you so much. And email them to twointhethinktank at gmail.com if you've got more suggestions. Yeah. Um, we're at Two in Tank on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Did I say that already? Yes, yeah. I did. We, 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 you can always support us on Patreon. It helps. It's delightful. It's kind. But you are all helping us so much by just listening. Absolutely. But, the, but there are also, also benefits to donating on patreon and if you can't chip in on patreon which is totally fine we totally understand um if you could leave us a review on itunes um who knows what that does but it's got to be good for somebody it makes us feel good it makes us look i know exactly what it does it makes me feel good there <laughs> i was trying to hide don't, don't hide to, andy no but that's because also all you've is. said it about a thousand times yeah, on the podcast okay, that it makes you feel good and uh i believe that we love, love you, you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 